Hey guys, and welcome to episode 009 of the T-Batters Bulletin Podcast. This week we're joined by one of our past guests, he's a bit of a legend. How are you going, Jaffa? Very well, mate. How are you? Yeah, doing alright. I hear you had a, a good weekend with the Wildcats. Yeah, there's uh, lots of uh, basketball action on the Sunday morning there. We uh, got up early for the 11am game because it was clashing with the Dockers 240 time slot in the Arvo, so they brought the NBL Grand Final forward and... Uh, Enjoyed that in the morning and enjoyed the footy in the Arvo. Very clever. They uh, didn't want to compete with the Dockers game. Good on them. All right, let's get straight into some scores here. And I'm going to I'm gonna start. <laughs> it's been a shocker of a week for me once again. Let's go with AFL Fantasy first. I had 19.51 this week. Um, look, I went that badly that my dad beat me with Jordan Lewis captain. Wow. And this is a guy who once picked Daniel Merritt in his team. I think it was one or two years ago. So, Jeez. well done, Dom. Uh, you've done well, and you've got me at a low point. Um, tell me you got some better news. Oh, it's slightly. I'm still not happy with my score. I had 2,094, um, and that included the donut with Mummy um, in the ruck and curry as my backup, which I assume to happen for you as well. Yes, it did, and uh, good to see that you had a bad week, and you still beat me by 140 points. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real dream team. Um, another terrible week for me. Same issue as you just mentioned, the curry and... Mumford Dilemma, I got 1985. I don't really want to talk about it. Can we please move on? No, I want to mention my score because <laughs> it's actually my best score for the year. So um, I yeah. got 2,209. So I think yeah. I've, I've pants to about 200-plus there, T-Bets. And, um, uh, and didn't I know it, seeing as we were head-to-head in the DT Talk? Yeah, yeah, I, um, I picked you there and um, I didn't even bother messaging you. No, I was, I was down the dumps. Don't worry, I had a few James Bogues on the Sunday afternoon <laughs> when things were going a bit awry. All right, well, let's get straight into the polling. And one of your guys is, uh, one of your boys, you told me to get on him right before the start of the season, and he's had a massive start. Stevie J with 168. Yeah, not very effective with most of his no. kicks, but uh, he got a lot of it. Yeah, yeah, Adam Simpson just didn't want to tag. Um, he sent uh, Scott Selwood to his brother for a bit early, and then after that, wasn't interested. So, yeah, Stevie was let loose, and that's what he does. Yeah, well, after a quarter time, it wasn't much much point going for um going for a tag, but 128 point average for Stevie J. That's uh, a good for second best in the league, I think, for those who are well, who aren't injured. And he just looks like he's going to be a gun captain pick anytime he's not not tagged. This, well, um, funnily enough, I had him as captain in my fantasy team the week before when he got 69, and then he goes and gets 168 the week later. Not bad, eh? He's, he's, he's Stevie J, though. He can give you the best and the <laughs> worst of what things. All right, who's number two, Jeff? Number two, oh, old Dyson Heffel, Blondie. Um, had a bit of a run around at CV Over, like the vast spaces there. They played their chipping hot possession game as they usually do, and it's tough conditions, but Hep still got up for 144 Dream Team points, which is... Yeah. Massive considering the bombs got you know slogged in the second half and uh, yeah Heps is uh, averaging thirty touches a game now and um, looking pretty good four and a half tackles in there as well and the big ones the, the marks those mark kick mark kick plus sixes nine marks for the season he's averaging so far so look he's I I don't want to pick him um, yeah. <laughs> I, I just memories of his defender days when he used to get seventies and eighties but. I suppose we better move on because he's he's far from the half back. He's he's playing through the guts and having a big influence. So um, look, we've got to take him seriously now. Absolutely, he's one of the well, he's one of the Bombers' main beneficiaries of their short kicking game style. As you said, nine point three marks per game, which is huge for a midfielder. And yeah, it remains to be seen whether he can be a premium mid. Um, all early signs says he might be. Um, on the flip side of that, kind of uh, what Heppel used to be last year. 
David Swallow, thank you very much. Yeah. 123 points, which makes him the highest averaging defender for the year. It's pretty massive numbers for a guy that we got you know, mid-priced. Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. You know, everyone's got him really, and if you don't, unlucky. But uh, no, he's, he's living up. Back in the midfield, playing his role, pushing forward as well and kicking goals. So, he, yeah, he just looks like a different player for me this year. He just looks so much more mature. And, um, I, you know, I suspect he'll be averaging... Not those high scores of 120s, but you know he'll be averaging around 100 by the end of the year. You would hope so, and he's uh, he's going just above that at the moment, which is great. He's actually the second highest averaging son behind you know who. So great, <laughs> great numbers for him. Let's just give a couple of honourable mentions here, and I think I talk about him every week. My boy uh, Jackson McRae, my ultimate footy team is named after him. You are a legend. 134 points and. If I'm uh, not mistaken, you're thinking about bringing him in this week. Yeah, no, real dream team. I, um, I'm very keen to get him in my midfield. He's priced at around 450 there. And I just feel with those two 130 scores now back-to-back, he should be up at around 550 in, in about two, three weeks or just before the buyers. So, um, yeah, I think it's good value getting him in. He'd pretty much save a trade down the track. And um, I'm looking at doing it. It means I've probably got to get rid of Griffiths and... Um, and Ellis a week early, but that's a sacrifice I'm prepared to make to get McCray in. Yeah, well, I'm glad I'm not playing you next week then. Uh, Tom Rockliffe is another guy that we should probably mention. He's got the highest average of those who aren't injured. Great score off the bubble win, RDT and Supercoach. 133 points and just, uh, as Roy said on the AFL Traders podcast, he just gets it done, rain, hail or shine. He does, and he's getting a lot of tackles through the guts there, but I'd be worried now with no Rich, no Hanley. Um, if teams want to tag a player, it's got to be Rockcliffe. So that's true. I suspect some heavy tags are going to come his way, and for that reason, I'm not going to pick him up. You're not going to pick him up. No. Interesting. He had three goals in each of the first two games that he played, and then when he, he didn't hit the scoreboard in this last week, um, 13 tackles for him. So yeah. just finds a way to get it done. Uh, Dane Beams also finds a way to get it done. 131 points, coming off an ankle injury. Cheeky little stat here, and this is why he's going to be my go-to captain for the rest of the year. Ooh, in right. 24 of his last 33 games, he has reached the 110-point mark, which oh. is about no, massive stats. 73% strike rate, which is easily best in the league. Smashes, Ablett, Swan, those guys out of the water. So a great record in the last two years, and uh, I think for me it's just going to be, if I can't pick the guy or other guys getting tags, it's just going to be chucked to see on Beams. That's interesting. Good, that's a good stat there, mate. Well done. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, Beams is... As a goal-kicking midfielder, he, he always kicks one or two and, and he gets his 30 touches and he's in there for a the few tackles as well. So it's, 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 it's a luxury to have him. It is. All right, let's get a little bit more negative here, Jet. Um, this is probably my area of expertise. <laughs> Can you kick us off with the biggest issue, the three votes in the trolling? Yeah, I think, look, Mumford, and he had the, the fluid in the knee and all the, or whatever he had there and he got it drained out and all the rest of it. But um, to have Mumford and... Um, Curry out in the same week for me. I was livid. I was absolutely livid. You're thinking at the start of the week, yeah, everything's hunky-dory. I'd be <laughs> fine if if GWS or someone told us that Mumford was going to miss early um, oh, so we could get him out. But apparently on the day, you know, oh, we just rushed him through for surgery. That's crazy. Oh, that is absolute bullshit. You, know, yeah. so you can't be really like sitting around thinking, oh, actually, you know what? I think we'll just get the surgeons to come pop in and just uh, yeah, no. slice into him. Not having any and, uh, of that. So not happy about that. Obviously, Hickey was laid out as well with the calf. And um, so there was all troubles in the rucks there. And then, oh, my guy who I've got in real dream team, still, um, 
still thrashed you, mate. But uh, <laughs> I had uh, That's not mentioning I had Grundy on my ruck on my starting field with twenty nine, and yeah, he got subbed off. I think I was just saving him for later, given the game was over. Well and truly, after half. Time. Must have known you were pumping me already. Yeah, yeah. Lewenberger for ten as well. So, I mean, oh, he's gone for twelve weeks. I think today came yeah. out. So, yeah, you got to get rid of him, and geez, don't bring in Grundy or any of these blokes. Um, look, I, I had the uh, the fortune of you know thinking I might upgrade Grundy this week, which is obviously the right choice at twenty nine as a sub. But unfortunately, I brought in Mumford for him, Jeez. and uh, had the had the emergency on old Curry, which uh, actually in the end cost me twenty nine points that Grundy got. So stuff <laughs> you guys in the rucks. So that is crap. Um, and GWS Giants, pull your finger out because you clearly knew that he wasn't going to play if you just chuck him through for surgery. So yeah, uh, look, it's not your year by the sounds of it, mate. Getting hit with it, all these injuries. Look, that's all right. I'm just going to use it as a as a bit of a tester. To try a few different things. Um, it is my YOLO swag version of the game, AFL <laughs> Fantasy. So we'll, uh, I'll keep it stringent and real dream team. Anyway, two votes in the trolling. And I think everyone can agree here. Josh Caddy has been a massive troll. 34 as a sub. And I mean, he's actually averaging less than what we brought him in for, which is only, I think, 68 points from memory. And he's only averaging 60. So, geez, yeah. you've got to get rid of him, don't you? Or, oh, or... Yeah, absolutely. Look, and with uh, my... Rookie or boy there, um, Sammy Lloyd um, on the cusp. He um, or soon to be on the cusp for real dream team as well. Yeah, Caddy's got to go, and uh, I had to hold him with injuries. Yeah. In fantasy, like most, and it just you just cop it on the chin and move on. And but uh, yeah, he's he's gone for me this week. I um in fantasy, I'm doing Caddy to Lloyd locked in. Don't care what else happens as long as none of my other players get injured. Um, that that will be happening. Yeah, so a break-even of 83 in AFL Fantasy and 76 in Real Dream Team. Obviously, that's attainable, but at the moment, doesn't look likely. So, you know, I'm really glad that I um, upgraded Grundy over him last week. Uh, <laughs> made me super happy. Tom Mitchell, sitting alongside him in the forward line, 67 points. What is going on? He looks like he's just sitting up forward doing sweet FA at the moment. Yeah, he's been one of my worst decisions this year. Um, well, no, well, he started really well, 93 and 95. So we'll pat yeah, ourselves on the back early. True, true. And I don't know what's happened. He, he doesn't... Look out of sorts, me. He just is struggling to find the ball. Um, I watched the North Melbourne game, Sydney North Melbourne game last night. Actually, I recall doing my juniors or part of it, and um, he just couldn't get involved. He yeah. just wasn't got running to the right spots and um, struggling a bit. But yeah, hopefully he can pick up some form early. They play the Dockers this week, so it'll be tough. It always it's always a tough game, Freo versus uh, Sydney, both lockdown playing styles. So, Tom Mitchell has 44 now and 67 in his last two. Brayhaven's real high up there, but Ryan O'Keefe has been even worse, and there's whispers that he might be getting dropped this week. So, that would theoretically get Tom Mitchell a bit more midfield time. And you know, If you want to look at the silver lining, that's about all I can come up with for him. And the honourable mentions, or the dishonourable mentions, I should remember to say every time, Lance Franklin, 40 points, and Garen, Gary Rowan, 25 as the sub. He's, Sydney uh, are killing us in the forward line this year. Aren't they? Yeah. He's, but he's, um, I don't know, it was wet and uh, it was tough conditions, but he's just, he's not doing his job and he's obviously getting frustrated as well at the end there, giving Scotty Thompson the old clip across the year. Oh, I didn't see that. I was uh, actually that bored yeah, by the game. I fell it, asleep for it a was while. Re- it reported by the umpire, but it got thrown out. It was okay. just a love tap. But um, no, he's um, he's got a lot of work to do. He's got to prove a lot of those Sydney faithful that he is worth the 10 mil. <laughs> That he's getting, and um, 
oh, yeah, hopefully he can turn around very quickly. But against Frio, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. Michael Johnson will fill Best the defense hole, in the league. Yeah. And, and it's not going to happen this week. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Maybe when they play a few of the weaker teams down the track, see what he can does. gain some form and get some confidence. I'm not one to defend Lance Franklin, but I will anyway. If you're going to try and talk, it, talk him through that, you know, say why he's worth 10 million, there has been a lot of wet Sydney games, and, and I think three of their four for the season has been um, in wet conditions, which is obviously not good for a, you know, a key forward. His average in the wet compared to the dry is 55 versus 113. So, wow. Well, I mean, obviously, the 113 came in his only dry game. So, yeah. you, know, if, you know, as we get into winter, obviously, it's not going to get any drier, but if he gets lucky and gets the, gets the conditions on his side, I think he's still going to be the great player that we know he is. Um, unfortunately, uh, the rain gods aren't particularly loving it at the moment. Gary Rowan, as, as we just mentioned earlier before, if I see him at F6 again, I'm going to break something. So you, I can't... you had to have him at F6 in fantasy? No, no, I managed to bring in Lewis Taylor this week. Um, gaining? Yeah, slightly. <laughs> slightly. <laughs> and I think he should be pretty good in the, um, heading into the next couple of games, obviously with Rich, um, Hanley and Lewenberger all yeah. dropping out of the Brisbane team, yeah, so he shouldn't be going Brisbane anywhere. Kids will be getting a lot of games. You know, he had 69, that wasn't terrible for, you know, for compared to Gary Rowan and Impey and JKH and all these retards. Yeah, true. Um, anyway, that's it for the trolling and polling. I'm, yeah, I'm, we got it out. We've vented. <laughs> Time to move on. Let's get on to what's happening this week. And one thing I really want to talk about, which is the tagging. So keep your love locked down. Your love locked down. Keeping your love locked down. Your love locked down. Now keep your love locked down. Your love locked down. Now keep your love locked down. Taggers. Nobody likes them. No. I certainly don't. And I know the old Irish pirate certainly does not like a tagger. But, you know, it's one of those unavoidable things in AFL fantasy and dream team. And it's something that we have to really prepare ourselves for, especially when picking a captain. But also, if you're looking to bring a premium in, you don't want to pick him the week that they're going to get the Crowley tag. So, of course. So, what I've done is I've gone over all the games so far this season with the help of Fan Footy and Monty over at that beautiful website and um, figured out who's been tagging who and, and just recorded down what they've scored and what that person who they've tagged, what they've averaged for the years, um, three years so far, and then differential. So, at the end of the day, it's all come out and we have six clear taggers who look like they're the ones to be avoiding this year. And McCaffer, and he is... Uh, informed tagger really isn't he he's an arsehole um, <laughs> we, we've talked about it off air he is an absolute arsehole Grab, someone, grabbing he, yeah. Cotton's arm oh, it's not good to watch I, mean, you it, were, you were, I know you were yeah, yeah, that. Um, yeah. It, anyway playing on. within the rules I mean yeah. well playing within the whistle we should probably say and I reckon this week he'll get a fair bit more attention from the umpires but the guys that he tags are scoring on average 28.6 points less than their average um, yeah, that's what they normally a bit convoluted, yeah. yeah. So you're going to put Gallagher as captain. You look down, you see McCaffrey's tagging him. Well, that's not the 120 he normally gets. That's a 90 point score. So yeah, okay. that's pretty horrible. Um, and something you know, definitely want to avoid for captains. Uh, Crowley is negative 22.3 off the average. Hocking negative 16. Wallace negative 13. Kerno negative 12. And the mid price defender Guthrie's looked all right. Negative 11 yes. as well. So they're the big six that have uh, come out of the wash and look like the ones to avoid. Uh, was that surprise you there that McCaffrey's above Crowley because everyone talks about how good Crowley is? Yeah, well, I've, I've, the Crowley doesn't look. Well, he hasn't had the greatest starts obviously, no, and he doesn't look um, 100% to me. Um, so, no, I'm not surprised, especially after McCaffrey did the job on Cochin last week quite well um, at the end of the day. So, 
we'll see what the end of the season brings. But yeah, McCaffers, all those guys are locked in for their tagging roles for the year by the looks of it. Yep. Um, the coach has got their structures in place. So yeah, that, that's going to happen. So with uh, Collingwood playing North Melbourne this week, you'd think 36 is up. Boomer oh, Harvey? 46, I think. Yeah, like whatever. <laughs> yeah, so uh, McCaffrey probably go to Boomer Harvey. Yep. He's, he's in form, obviously. Tagged. So that's, yeah. that's, I mean, Wells got tagged in the first two, but he's been pretty average at I'd, the moment. So I'd you'd say, say they go to Harvey. The only thing that I don't McCaffrey's pretty quick. He'd probably keep up with him for a little bit, but we'll see how that plays. I, I, that's true. They're, they're both pretty pacey, though, yeah. Harvey and Wells. So Then with Sydney playing um, Frio, you'd think Crowley would go to Jack. Um, maybe Hanabry, but more Jack, I think. Um, yeah, Jack, soul of the club. Yeah, Jack's been uh, tagged on two occasions so far this season. Um, 60 and 101. Um, that was with a carriage tag, 101, so nothing too special. I think if he gets locked down, it's going to be a 70-point score. So yeah, okay. watch out if you're bringing him in. I don't think too many people will because he's been pretty average so far this year. What, okay. about, what about hockey? Yeah, so a couple of the next games, there's Bombers plays um, St Kilda. Um, yeah, you think Heath Hocking will um, go to Jack Stephen or Mont- Montagna. I'd say Stephen will probably play outside a little more, so I think Hocking will probably go to Monty there. Um, then you've got the Dogs playing the Carlton Blues, who are down in the dunks at the minute. So you go after their captain, so you've got curly-haired Wallace probably running with Murphy. Yeah, I'm really liking Wallace at the moment, actually, in terms of his what he's doing defensively, obviously. I hate him what he does, but he does it well. Uh, last couple of games, Cochin, he didn't actually follow him around that well. Only 117, but Ward on the weekend, who was yeah. in awesome form, 110, 110, 110, and then hit the brick wall, called Wallace, 59 points. So he is, you know, a, he's a young player, but he's very dangerous if he can lock you down like he has been in the last couple of weeks. And then conversely, we've got Carlton's Kerno, who will probably run with uh, Griffin there as well. So. Yeah, it'll, it'll happen both ways in that game, so it'll be interesting to watch. And then lastly, Geelong playing the Hawks on Monday night. It's going to be a huge game, and uh, you'd think um, Guthrie would probably go to Sammy Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Is, he, is he kind of injured at the moment, Sammy Mitchell? There was reports that well, he, he got scanned. He had so. a scan uh, today or yesterday. I can't remember which one, but he wasn't on Hawthorne's injury list today. So, That's always um, a positive. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. What about if Mitchell doesn't play? Who gets a tag? Is it Isaac Smith? Is it Hodge? Is it even Jordan Lewis who got tagged in round two to 66 points? Oh, who knows? Who knows what um, Scott's thinking? But um, I, you think Mitchell. You think with the way he sets up play, his disposal, um, the way he was tagged out of the game a couple of weeks ago. Um, with, was it Freer? I'm pretty well, sure. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it was Freer. Yeah, um, so Crowley uh, got, got him for 90, but that was, or oh, actually, he got him for 45 in the first half. Double that to make that ninety because oh, okay. he um he ran off him in the second. But that's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. So we'll yeah. I I think it'll be Mitchell. Yeah, I think that that would be the way to go. But then again, Hawthorne are such a free flowing team. Maybe you just let it go and and Guthrie plays the same role he had in the weekend where he got one hundred and thirteen points or something. Yeah. That was a career high easily. His first. But against our uh, our boys, there it wasn't uh, wasn't that hard, was it? No, well exactly. <laughs> we had no midfield. Shuey and Marson both out in the same week, which is uh. Probably the two guys. Still, yeah, not happy anyway. We won't talk about that. So we are. We talked about the guys that you're going to be looking at for round five, and there's not many big names there. That kind of leaves some of the big guys going free. So Cochin, he probably won't get tagged. Brisbane haven't been tagging recently. I think they've sent Rockliffe and Redden out for a couple of 
uh, clearance jobs, but nothing all over the ground. And the only issue there is if Andrew Rains comes back for a tag. And yeah, I doubt it. And the way Brisbane are playing at the minute, you'd think Richmond will run all over him and Cotchen will have a day out. Let's hope so. Pendlebury obviously plays the Ruse. They haven't been tagging all year. And uh, Joe Watson plays against St Kilda, who have been... Well, they've sent Tom Curran to someone and they've sent Jaron Geary to someone over the journey, but they haven't really settled on Taggart. And yeah, Curran's still learning and you know, Watson will have his measure either way. Um, I expect Watson to have a big one there as well. Fingers crossed, because I got all three of those guys and all three were tagged on the weekend, which helped me get absolutely pumped by you. Frustrating. So I guess the other thing to look at here is the teams that don't tag, and, and these are the ones that you'd want to pick guys playing against, and... One thing I did notice, what I've done is I've gone through and, and found out the scores of all the teams so far this year and then what their opponent gets against them, added it up, and that's a combined score for the game. So that reflects, I guess, the playing styles of the teams. Um, and it's no surprise to see the teams at the top are the ones who are real free-flowing and, and high possession. So that's Essendon, Port, North and Hawthorne at the moment, all of them racking up big, big numbers. Yes. And you might notice that only uh, one of those teams actually tag, and that's Essendon with Hocking. I mean... Port haven't sent corns to anyone for weeks. North never take a tag, and, and Hawthorne only uses Langford around the stoppages. So if you're looking for a team to score well um, and you know a captain option to do well against the grain, because those guys are all pretty good teams, then uh, pick it against those guys, even though it's very counterintuitive. Good to know, mate. That's my, that's my suggestion, especially for those getting around Fantasy Punt, which, uh, which I highly recommend yeah. you get around. Yeah, well, you're uh, sending the guys broke at Luxford, aren't you? <laughs> Not me. Not <laughs> me. No, it's, uh, it's a very good thing. Obviously, you gamble responsibly, but if you know your stuff, it's, uh, it's very handy and it can help the old hip pocket. So get on that, guys, if you haven't already. There's instructions on the site. Get over there and have a look. All right, Jeff, seeing as you're an absolute genius and you're smattering by 200 points in both comps. <laughs> Just once for one week only, mate. Trust me, it's been an up and down year for Jeff as genius. Yeah, I think for everyone, actually. Anyway, look, we'll, uh, you will use your nous and, uh, and knowledge to answer a few questions. And we're going to call this a trade station with Uncle Jeff. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a few questions for you. Matthew Crouch, now obviously this is your area of yes. expertise. Do we get him this week? I mean, obviously in real dream team, he's on the bubble. Um, and in AFL fantasy, he's played those two games and has already gone up in price a little bit. What can you, uh, what can you tell us? Well, yeah, real dream team, I think it's just a given. It's a lock. Don't even think about it. He's uh, got a break even of negative 92, playing in the midfield at the Crows, and um, you just you just got to get him. Fantasy-wise, 238 grand just over. Um, still possesses value there. Um will go up probably 100 or so grand, but with the progression of when he was vested in the first game, he, he'll probably jump, assuming he does avoid the green vest, which he should this week, he, he'll probably jump 30 grand or so this week, um, given that they play... Who are they playing? Well, they got the easy draw, don't they? they got like a yeah, the Bulldogs Giants and week, Giants. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, that's right. So, Giants, Dogs and Ds over the next three weeks, then the bye, you'd think... Crouch would average about 85 in all those games. Got to get him. You can't miss out on that. Well, to that I say, just uh, playing playing the little devil on the shoulder, what happens if you've nailed your rookies thus far? So a lot of us have, and this is probably the only area of my team which is in ship shape, um, I've actually got four or five good rookies there, guys that aren't ready to cut yet, um, You know, strictly speaking. 
do we ship him out early for, for Matt Crouch, who looks like he's going to be a great rookie, or do we hold firm and just you know, let the guys that we've already got appreciate? Well, I, the common one who I would get rid of is Xavier Ellis. Yeah. Given his injury history, okay. um, he's not scoring too well in the last couple of weeks. He can score great, and, he, and he, you know, he'll hit some 70s, probably hit a 70 this week, if not more. Um, but he's probably got one good price rise left in him. And then you're probably going to look at get rid of him anyway. So if yeah. I, yeah, in real dream team, I'm looking at getting rid of him for Crouch, um, and then upgrading elsewhere. Uh, and then in uh, fantasy, if I didn't have any all these bloody injuries, yeah. I, I'd probably do the same. So ain't that the truth? Yeah. So I can't. Aff- I don't have the luxury like many to um, bring Crouch in this week for fantasy. Otherwise, I would. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's basically to better than. Big point is the, that easy draw coming up. Hey? The next three games, I think you'll do really well, and um, you don't want to be caught behind the eight ball as such. Yeah, and obviously Adelaide have got a few injuries still in there, so that's why helping him hold his spot. And he played really well on the weekend, so he did. You can, and he was on the ball. Hey, he, he, yeah. he had a big midfield role. He was matched up against Dunson a couple of times at the centre square, which I was love to watch. <laughs> and um, you know, it, it was good. So we'll, we'll see what he does in the next few weeks. But you've got to jump on. So for, just uh, expanding on that question, is in AFL Fantasy, uh, the highest break-even for a rookie is actually Dom Sheed. Um, he hasn't looked great this year. Obviously, you'd, you'd yeah, cut him okay. if, you, if you can. For, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and then that's, the second, that's obvious, hey? Yeah. And then the second highest is a 41 break-even for Tyson. Would you consider ever cutting Tyson? Because I know he was one of your boys in the preseason. He was. And anyone who can hit 100, hit a ton consistently like yeah. he can... You'd be crazy to get rid of him, I think. He got tagged by Andrew Carrazzo um, yeah. last week. Don't forget that, hey? And he was doing... He was woeful. I think his quarter-time score was a negative six, wasn't it? Negative four. He just got a handball. Um, was it? Okay, well, there you go. And, yeah, with coping with a tag, um, yeah, he's not used to that, obviously. So, no, Tyson, with um, his ton potential, you've got to hold him. As you said as well, he, has, he does have very good scoring potential. 79 points after the first quarter. So it was on track for a ton if you take out that first quarter. But I was throwing shit at the TV. I was, <laughs> I was not happy. He was in my fantasy fun team. And uh, he doesn't, he's not cheap at the moment, um, old Tyson. All right, question number three. And this is, um, this is from Twitter, actually. From at Eddie DeGunn. Jepper. Well, it's actually to me, but I'm going to oh, pass it on to you because you actually know what you're talking about. What do we do with Shields? Not worth enough to sideways to Primos. Is Ryan Griffin an option or do we even downgrade to Crouch? Yeah, I don't think at 400 grand, there's no one that screams out, you know, pick me, pick me in the sideways. So the one I like, um, who's probably 50 grand more, is Jackson McRae, your boy, yep. who is back-to-back 130 scores and um, on a big break even. Just slutty, it just, slutty McSlutterson. Yeah, he is just, it just it, It's too obvious in my mind. And hoping that Carrazzo this week, Carlton play the dogs with Carrazzo going to Cooney um, or Griffin. Or Liberatore, I suppose. Yeah, or, yeah He's true. Got a he should be let loose. Carlton not in great form. You'd, you'd suspect to get 100 this week. So um, I'd be doing everything I could to um, do upgrade shields slightly to McRae. So if you got, haven't got enough money, would you even consider Ryan Griffin as an option? Or I mean, as you said, they're going to get the tag from someone from Carlton this week. Um, and he's one of the standout guys when he's fit. 
Yeah, he is. He he's building, or he's not convincing at, he's this, not. at this moment. So with his high break, even I would like to see a ton or more out of him, and then I jump on. But at the moment, he just we all know what he can do. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I, you just can't back someone who's got I think he got fifty ish last week, fifty five or fifty nine the week before as well. So um, no, I'd be sticking away from Griffin. Yeah, at least he moved into the midfield last week. He played forward in his first game back. I guess the second part of that question that we've sort of glazed over is, would you consider downgrading him to Crouch? And I guess using the money elsewhere, is that... Is oh, that absolutely. Same? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, obviously, you'd have to start Crouch this week and going back again, I think he'll score well against the Giants. Yeah, I, I, I'd absolutely do that. He gives you more money to play with down the track and... And you got more options. So, you know, yeah. I'd definitely look at that. All right, Eddie, that's what we're going with. We're going with the downgrade and use the money elsewhere. Cheers for tweeting in. Question number four, Jet. Uncle Jet. For Solo. Uh, everyone's looking at him in the forward line. Uh, in AFL Fantasy, he's 242k. In Dream Team, he's still around 210 mark. Do you think he's worth the, worth the cash? Well, he backed up his first game with another solid performance against the Tigers. Uh, Playing his half-back role, though. Not in the forward line, doing his thing. So, yeah, he had a score of 71, 20 possessions, and looked pretty good. And dare I say it, mate, he looked very similar to Heath Shaw with that running carry yeah. at times. So, he's got a big booming kick as well. Uh, he's playing well. Pies are up and about at the minute, slightly. But 242k, <laughs> you've got, you got another small forward there. Uh, 166,000 who's a lot cheaper in Sam Lloyd from Richmond on debut so 107 on debut dominated kicked three goals was Richmond's only positive out of that game at all so um, I would be avoiding Fazzolo I'm quite stingy in, in real life and in, in fantasy and um, I would be saving the pennies um, and, and looking at Lloyd straight out Awesome. I guess the thing with Lloyd is, what's his job security like? Um, what do you think? What's his role on the team? Do you think he can hang around? Well, he's that small forward that puts pressure on. So Jake yeah. King's role. Um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So it's the, it's those two. It's one or the other. At the moment, you know, um, King hasn't been kicking a lot of goals and hasn't been a big goal kicker in the past as well. Yeah. Um, Sam's obviously ahead of him. Jake's got some things to work on. He's got some things to think about as well. <laughs> Who outside, he hangs out with. Yeah, outside one. of football. Yeah. Um, don't, don't shoot me, Jake. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think Sam Lloyd, he should have another great game against Brisbane. You'd, you'd suspect, but knowing Hardwick, he does some silly things um, as a coach. Oh, um, you're not a big fan, I know. No, McDonough, gets McDonough into one game and drops him, pisses me right off. Subs yeah. out Griffiths when you got Vickery doing sweet FA. Anyway, I'm not going to dwell. Um, so you'd think Lloyd would be good till the buys. All right, so I think Richard's got that yes. round eight buy, and uh, yeah, I'd <laughs> see him playing the next three or four games. I guess that in the back of my mind, the thing I'm thinking about is Relton Roberts. Like, when oh, I was a Richmond rookie, God. and it's a Ford, I can't get old Relton <laughs> and his half-time cheeseburger out of my head. So. That could just be a bad omen, or it could just be me thinking about that. one of my favourite DT players. Jeez, <laughs> wasn't that a disaster? All right, I think we're getting to the last question now, um, and I guess this is a, this is a big one that a lot of people will be considering this week with the, all the ruck carnage. Everybody likes to look at Sam Jacobs, and and we just had a look then. It looks like he's probably the only really premium option that we can we yeah, can back in with the form. He's the only one that's doing anything exactly uh, other than Sandy, obviously, and everyone's, so, yeah, everyone's got Sandy. Um, 
we both had Mumford and he, <laughs> he upset us. So, and he was the other ruckman averaging above the ton there. So, look, it's an obvious one to me. It's got to be Jacobs. If it's not Jacobs, well, you're going to look to save some cash. Um, you're going to look at some 300 granders like, and with Louis out now for 12 odd weeks. Trent West steps into that number one ruck role. That's a very interesting option, Trent West. Um, he's averaging 70 so far, so I mean, yeah. put the extra time on top of that. So, I mean, he's not a keeper. <clears throat> no, he's not. But if you're looking at save some cash for whatever reason, you've got some situations, that, that's an option. Yeah. You've got um, the uh, mosh pitter himself, Zachary Clark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did well last week 105 against the Bombers comes up against Sydney uh, Mike Pike and Derricks will be dropped so Tippett underdone a bit might do something there but yeah he's a bit a bit too pricey for me I'd be going with Jacobs Trent West and the last one I would consider well actually I wouldn't but I'll throw it out there <laughs> is Tom Hickey who should be coming back from injury and still very yeah. cheap that's true I guess it's, it's hard to bring in someone who has had the foot issue and then now apparently a quad issue that took him out of the week's yeah. game. So uh, I think if, if you don't have a thing against redheads, get the big source in. <laughs> I'll, I'll, because, I mean, Trent West does look like a good option um, and he's a very sneaky pickup. Well done to my brother who picked him up in ultimate footy before I even thought of it. Um, wow. Yeah, clever. Um, <laughs> wish I'd thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because well, I, I got I've, I got Brody Grundy in, I think, yeah, I got him in super coach, uh, fantasy, and dream team. So, yeah. well, silly me. I'm looking for a replacement for Mumford because he's in my ultimate footy team as well. Oh, but yeah, yeah, Trent West, he doesn't feel great. Uh, it's kind of like when we traded in West off last year and it just felt dirty. It just, yeah. You couldn't stop showering. Yeah. But yeah, there are options. But as, as we said, stick with, uh, stick with the just guys. Just remember you know. though, again, Adelaide's draw, hey? So they've got yeah. the Giants, no money. So you've got, you got Sam Jacobs going against... Um, Giles, then they come up. Who they got after that? They got the dogs. Okay, Minson will be a bit of a physical presence for him, and then the D's. I mean, the D's have got no ruckman either. Spencer, Spencer I think. he's playing yeah. right, but you think he's a spastic. You think Jacobs would do? You turn up in two of the next three games. All right, well, let's not look at anyone else. It's Jacobs. That's it. And once everyone gets on him, he's going to get injured. So enjoy, <laughs> enjoy that, guys. We'll be there for the for the trip. Late out. So, things to remember for round five now are up to... Jeez, it's gone quickly. It has. It is. And it's Easter this week, so don't forget to buy your loved one yeah. some chocolate. We've got some chocolate on the side here. <laughs> just might little, have another one right now. Just a little podcast snack. Anyway, we've got our Thursday and Monday games, which of course means a loophole for the Richmond-Brisbane uh, game, but it also means a late lockout on Monday. The thing about that is that uh, we won't know the full teams for Geelong versus Hawthorne. We've had this yeah. in the past, and it's a pain in the ass. I guess the best thing about that is there's not too many rookies that are in the frame. and Just make 50, sure you've got 50. those emergencies, guys, because if Sam Mitchell's are laid out or you know whatever else happens, you've got to have those emergencies in place. That's right. Yeah, we're not sure whether Mackie's going to be out yet. He could be a late withdrawal. Same with uh, McAvoy. He's every chance to be named and then pulled out late. So uh, make sure those uh, emergencies are on. And if you've got Curry's emergency, then then you're stuffed pretty much, just like I was last <laughs> week. All right, Jeff, who have we got in the bu- bubble in Real Dream Team and Supercoach? So we've got uh, Crouch, the big one, negative 92. 
the Faz for Zolo, break even negative 16 in real drinks in this is. I don't care too much for Supercoach <laughs> at the minute. Um, Burbs, George Burberry from Geelong, he's doing all right. Tom Williams, Dom Shee, which we mentioned, which we wouldn't um, recommend. Um, John Siegler, if McAvoy doesn't get a game, but you know he's pure backup, don't touch him. And then Jason Ashby as well, who's a defender from Essendon, he did quite well. Uh, he's got a negative break even of uh, negative forty seven. Sorry, so um, yeah, those guys obviously Crouch for Zola, the two main ones. Consider Burberry, but he's quite expensive. Um, I wouldn't touch a key defender in Tom Williams either. Yeah, so it's starting to dry up a little bit now. The it, rookies, aren't they? It is. It is. Uh, makes my weeks a little quieter. I've got, to, <laughs> I've got to dig harder and and find the good values. But yeah, we still got Crouch this week, and that's why everyone will jump on. That's true, and there's a lot of forced trades this week anyway, so I guess it's a good time not to have those big uh, must-have rookies on the bubble. All right, let's do the big calls now. We always finish off the podcast with this one, and I'll kick us off first. I reckon Dyson Hebel gets a tag this week. I reckon St Kilda are going to say, no, nah, we're not going to go to Joe Watson, who does what he does every week. We're going to go to the young guy, Dyson Hebel, the human lampshade, and we're going to shut him straight out of it because they can't allow him to get these 9.3 marks per game because like, I'm... I'm not sure if you watched the game on Sunday. You probably didn't. Probably having the beers after the Wildcats game, but I watched it on yeah. record. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, you should, would have seen that he just kept him in in the game in the first half, and he was, I guess, the reason why they were still in the game at halftime. So I reckon they're going to just be like, you know, so what? what they'll throw like a young fella, Tommy Curran, rough him up a bit. Heppel's yeah, not used even to the tag. Geary, one of those guys, and just say, yeah, exactly, not used to the tag. We're going to surprise everyone, go to you instead, and uh, and see how they can do. It. And they've been doing that lately. A lot of AFL teams, um, and I think if you go back far enough, you'll see when Stanton went on really big runs of of uncontested balls and and, um, and big scores, then they slowly moved the tag from Watson to him. So I reckon uh, Heppel might be in in line for a tag this week. Jeffa, what's your call? My call um, relates to a, a fellow rookie who I love dealing now is <laughs> Sammy Lloyd to uh, turn up again, back to back tons against Brisbane at the G. Be greasy conditions traditionally, ideal for small forwards. I can see him kicking a bag and, and yeah, tonning up again. So that's my big call, mate. Sam Lloyd to ton up twice in yeah, two weeks. That'd be nice, especially for those who jump on. And obviously that's a Thursday night game, so we have the opportunity to loophole. That's right. So um, if you've got, say, an Ambrose still who's not getting a game, you can throw the E on Lloyd. Um, if you're not confident, he will turn up like I am. Um, you can throw the E on Lloyd, start Ambrose if you're happy with his score, or sort out your trades later on down the track. Um, you don't want to be starting Rowan or anyone else like that, though. So That's true. Um, yeah, so that gives us an, an option or two, which is always nice. And the other thing for Lloyd, we'll know whether he's a sub before lockout as well. Of course, so. yeah. I d- highly doubt it. Yeah, so you don't, you don't trade him in if he's a sub, obviously, or even if he's dropped. No, no. If he is, a tonne. From Jet. That's Absolutely. what he Absolutely, lock it in. All right, that wraps up the podcast, 009 for this week. Obviously, the site's pumping as per usual. Jeppa, you will, or by the time this goes up on the site, you already have your Jeppa's yeah, Juniors, Juniors out. Yeah, will be up every week, mate, so I'm having a read of that. So get, <laughs> get the thoughts. It's pretty obvious this week, but there's still, you know, the guys that are uh, look out for who might get their first game this week. I won't give it any. What do you call it? No spoilers. Yeah, no spoiler (laughs) alerts. You're just going to have to um, have a read tomorrow. Speaking of, bloody Game of Thrones people chucking spoilers out everywhere. Pull your head in, guys. Well, Uh, you'll be happy to know, we've spoken about this many weeks ago, that I haven't watched an episode of Game of Thrones, but I bought seasons one to three the other day on eBay. 
you're going to love it. Um, there's a I lot of so. there's a lot of uh, parallels to AFL coaches I've noticed in there. <laughs> might be might be for another podcast. Jeppa, thanks, Cheers, mate. thanks very much Back for to the chocolate. Eh? Yeah, and for to pumping me again in in another version of, of AFL fantasy. All right, guys. Cheers. Thanks very much. And. Uh, Get on to dreamteamtalk.com. Check out the AFL Traders podcast if you haven't already. And good luck for the Easter weekend. See you guys. Bye.